Yo, get up, get up, get up, get up. Santa Juan Podcast is on. Deep heads everywhere. Gorilla Central. Gorilla Central. It's the Signs of Wine Podcast. I'm not drunk. You sure? With your host, Jordan Tucker. I'm tired of everyone calling me. And welcome back to the Signs of Wine Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Tucker, and we have our good friend, Corey Adams. Hi, Corey. Hello. Hello. And hello, 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 hello. We have a great show planned for today. We have uh, this Retro Station Baltimore. It's a um, store in the North Point fl- Flea Market. I usually only have bad memories from there, but this <laughs> this guy seems very wholesome and trustworthy. And his store looks good, actually. Nothing but good memories of the North Point Flea Market. So, like, I love that. I mean, trust me, we had the same opinion on it, but the memories were still fond to me. I just like the only thing that you could get there was like pit bulls on airbrush t-shirts. Yeah, and like definitely some there was definitely Gangster some banging food, but like there was some questionable food, fake shoes. Yeah, definitely fake shoes, fake designer everywhere. Um candle scent the the scent store. Cool ass pocket knife. Yeah, hella pocket knives. Can camo <laughs> wristwatch. Camo wristwatch, G-Shock, a shock And we're going to call in to Retro Station Baltimore and get his opinion on a few things. Yeah, honestly, we can talk about, like, how he's seen the flea market change over time. Just things like that, you know, because obviously my last experience was a youngling, a foundling still at this point. I'm a published author as well. I acted in Hollywood movies and TV for about 10 years. Worked at a comic book shop for, like, 14. So, yeah, I can pretty much cover anything. Awesome. So I wanted to ask that we have Retro Station Baltimore on with us right now. Um, he's a guy. He owns a store in uh, it's North Point Flea Market, right? Yeah. It's okay. So you own a store in North Point Flea, Flea Market, and it's uh, like cult classics, uh, DVDs, Blu-ray. About how long have you been there in that store exactly? Tomorrow it'll be exactly a year. Awesome. Yeah, I know. I think I seen that post. I think you posted something about it. And I was like, "That dude, that's awesome!" A, f- a full year anniversary. Yeah, and I've never had somebody return a DVD for scratches or not playing it's, because that, every single one, even the dollar ones, I check every single one of my. I don't like fingerprints or scratches, so all mine look like brand new. Do you like take like the toothpaste to them? Is that is that like no. a real myth? I don't think that works. Honestly, I have a resurfacer. But I don't resurface much at all. I only resurface stuff if it's like $10 or up or something like that. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. Because it costs money for the discs, the clean, you know, and time. And I'm like, yeah, I, I wind up throwing so many DVDs away. It's not even funny. But at most DVDs are $2 and $1, whereas anything inside is all brand new. I, I mainly have sealed and everything's like rare. Um, most movies inside that are five and up are all things that I can vouch for for the most part like 90% of them I can go yeah that's a good movie approved by me the other 10% are probably ones I don't really care for but I know a lot of people like you know so I try to specialize in that and I mean people come to my store all the time which like what the fuck like I ain't seen this movie in forever like I didn't even, I forgot it even existed or you know right. like, so that's mainly what I what I specialize in awesome so you're finding a lot of stuff that's kind of just under the radar you would say probably out loud or like maybe even within like the hummings but like there's definitely people there's a group for it and that's what i guess you mean when you say cult classics so i guess my question to follow up would be what do you feel like your market is there like 
how how does it um how does it shake down for you i guess what does a regular day look like and what is the audience that is really appealing to you so far you mean like as far as customers are concerned yeah absolutely well most people like i had this happen today as well some guy like probably i would say it was my number one customer as far as consistency uh he bring he's been bringing his friend in for a couple of weeks now and they just like they sum it up there was somebody a podcast i did uh about some esoteric stuff in the store i want to but there's like a lot cool. of people always go it's like one guy owning clerks like they just nice. basically compare me to randall from clerks that's that's <laughs> what i usually get <laughs> and they don't know that that's my favorite fictional character and at the top of my instagram in the middle um jeff anderson who plays randall did like a three minute video uh it's called the retro station employee training guide and it's like one of those old training guys they would show you like burger king back in the 90s oh shit this is how you do that and he's just telling you how to be rude to people um, <laughs> like how to not care and stuff like that and that's how i am but i'm like the nicest asshole you ever meet I guess that's easy. Like that's a true tell, Baltimore, like, like that's huh? a. I said that's like a true Baltimore uh, staple. I'd say like the people here, people are like, you guys are like mean. You guys are assholes. This, that, or the third. But it's like you're genuine. Like I hear genuine, gritty. Like especially from people like outside of the city that definitely get to like experience the culture. The it's the East Coast West Coast thing where they're like somebody over here would be like nice versus kind. Um, people over here are kind. Like, we'll show you with our actions, but the whole time we'll be like, how the fuck did you get a flat tire, bro? But we'll fix it for them. On the West Coast, they'll be like, I'm so sorry, my condolences. Take a picture of really? you and leave. <laughs> yeah. You, that, that's the first thing I got from your videos, too, is I was like, this guy is very Baltimorean. We love yeah, that. Yeah, I grew up here. Like, I, I'm so Baltimore, it's not even funny. And, like, I guess for a while there, like, in, I'd say, like, 2002, sometimes now, but mostly, like, 2000, 2010, I was, like, locally uh, somebody. Uh, because, like, this movie called Hamilton that I star in about the neighborhood Hamilton made it to, like, Paris and was written up in the New Yorker. and That's awesome. You know, so it was, like, this artsy-fartsy film that I starred in. And, and, like, a lot of people involved went on to do better things. Um, and I was in The Wire, and I was in, like, a bunch of stuff. So I was locally, Love The Wire my favorite yeah, tv show like, people know me and I, and i have my my closest friend is actually john waters best friend okay if you know he is um and he always you know says john i'm not friends with john waters per se but me and him are uh very close friends but he always says i don't know what he says but he says something about it because i go i get i'm a personality and he's like you just this whole thing you know and this guy's friends with johnny depp really close and all this kind of shit so i mean I imagine he knows, you know, what somebody who is unique, I guess, genuinely unique, um, right. I guess is what I get from that. But to answer your question real quick, I'll try to sum it up. But customers, like regular traffic in there, the $2 are on the outside, the one whole row, and then the $1. Because the traffic in there mainly, they're just cheap as fuck. And uh, I just want to keep them out of my hair. Like I'd rather fucking watch a movie with my thumb up my ass um yeah then you know then have them in my store walking around you're fucking being annoying oh anime yeah i don't carry anime um because most of those people are autistic and annoying and i mean like this is the worst (laughs) way not autistic like let's put it this way they'll be i literally have autistic families and customers that are on the spectrum you know that are diagnosed most of them are actually fine 
No, they're cool people. I know what you're talking about. You're talking about the I have family, friends, and family, like, too, so I get it. It could be, like, a normal-looking dude that has a really hot girlfriend, and they're, like, looking through stickers, and then he, you know, wanders off from her, and then he asks me a really dumb question, like, how much is this? And every single thing has a fluorescent thing. And I'll be like, that guy. Like, how the fuck does he put on his shoes in the morning tie them and i know what you, you mean. Know what I mean can't be so, left alone you know, in a store people trying to barter with yeah. you is this on a sale for real stupid I'm, yeah, I'm just saying most of the time when i'm talking about that i'm talking about those types of people like normal little people that are just dumb as shit so we have a question though ahead. so could we uh could we trade you an airbrush t-shirt for like six movies what's the airbrush t-shirt <laughs> oh, you saying that's like somebody's yeah. 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 I, I got this t shirt with a pit bull says, on it. Um, says rest in peace pit bull. <laughs> yeah. Rest in peace pit bull? Yeah, I got a shirt that says rest in peace pit bull. Like I'll trade you I'll trade you this for this. Two movies <laughs> and a ten dollar for real. I got it for twenty. Yeah, I got a shirt with Bugs Bunny with uh fucking Uzi's man. You want that? <laughs> yeah, for real. Extra, 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 extra large. And it's pink. Yeah, for real. All the X's with rhinestones. Yeah, bedazzled. But that's what I'm saying. Like in my store, I have all these signs that say "We appreciate common sense" and stuff like that. Because people will pull on my pops. I'm not, and I have like this is not a pop shop. This is not a video game store. Because they just like people annoy me, so I can like point to like that. But real quick, the first question you asked me, the, the other half of that is my Instagram customers. Okay. And there's a couple that are in the flea market, but it's people that are, I would sum them up as cinephiles. Mm-hmm. So that means they just like good movies, whether they're the same movies I like or not, they still got good taste. And those customers from Instagram make or break me. But I feel like they're, it's their store as well. Because yeah. the more they pay and buy good stuff, the more I can buy good stuff and give them a place to go. My number one customer comes from uh, Southern Maryland every Saturday. He says he looks forward to the conversation, getting good movies for the week. and stuff. So I have a bunch of those. Hello? Hello? inconsistently that is what um keeps me above float no that's awesome though like especially the fact that you know you have somebody coming all the way from southern maryland really just kind of speaks to the the kind of impact that you're kind of having on the movie culture overall so and even in a small place you know i mean jordan he's more so the movie guy like i love tv shows i love watching tv like i was a tv kid um Mm -hmm. so you know, I have a lot of that with just certain things. And now, obviously, for me, it's like binge watching everything. You know, that's what I spend my free time doing because I like I do. I just and he's more so he's Jordan has gotten me into like, dude, just check this out. You see the lighting. You see how this is shot. Look at how it's filmed, like oh, diving yeah. deeper into it. So I guess yeah, another awesome. another reference that most you people, made too. most people don't don't uh, understand cinematography so much. Yeah. And it's cool. Even if somebody doesn't understand it, if they at least get like fuck this is shot really well like a spike lee movie um like do the right things my favorite cinematography and it's uh the guy who who uh was the cinematographer on that actually uh had made a comment on one of my posts and i was like oh my god that's so awesome because he also wrote juice which was a movie i liked as a kid yeah and he directed malcolm x he did the cinematography for that but if him and spike lee are together you're talking like the sickest shots 
you could watch the movie on mute and just be like, oh, fuck, this is dope. Well, you can tell um, usually when it's like, uh, like it's the, like the fire hydrant scene. You like, see I know it. exactly what you're talking about. Just seeing like clips of it and the way like it was shot in New York, the guy with his car, like how it's looking at certain angles, um, yes. all right there on the stoop. Like, yes, absolutely. Or even like, uh, you watch like a Spike Lee movie or like a Tarantino movie or like you, you know, which who or Juan James Juan, a lot of these people with the, these famous directors, you can tell exactly who the director is without knowing by the but, stylistic but, shots but, too. Yeah. But there's this thing that like, I, you know, I worked on Hollywood. I didn't, you know, I did a couple independent movies here and there, but I was real picky with those. Plus some of them wouldn't let me act because they would say I was too good of an actor for their movie, which is fucking dumb. But I worked on big budget things. So, I mean, like I would sit behind famous uh, directors and watch, you know, them watch the movie being made. I would, I watched everything and I studied everything and just like simple things like, if, you know, like game. if a bad guy's in a movie and he's introduced, he usually comes in or a bad person comes in with their left foot where like they'll get out of a car with their left foot first. You'll see the left. So there's all these little stupid things I know yeah. as well. All um, the nuances. But, yeah. So I guess my point the easiest way to sum it up is like, you know, I acted in movies, I saw movies, I know how to write movies, I know how to, you know, I know the whole shebang. So there is like, E Prime is like, if you were to say, in my opinion, maybe, no is is and was, if you get what I'm saying, like you would go like, uh, somebody would go like, uh, Rolling Stones are better than the Beatles. And you'd be like, in my opinion, the Beatles are better. Um, because of X, Y, and Z. So yeah. you don't get in arguments with people, but there's also a thing called ontology. It's almost like the opposite of that, and it's the study of what is. So it's this uh, like kung fu karate guy. He made his own thing called Peter Ralston, and he's like a what do you call it? like a like a philosopher, I guess. And his thing is like you just always like what is this? You know, it's like matter of factly. So sometimes I even though I, I understand the E prime kind of like oh my opinion this is better than that, but. I'm such an asshole because I worked in Hollywood and I've seen like good acting, bad acting, um, in person. So I can spot it on television easier or, or whatever. So when somebody gives me their opinion and they haven't been through what I've been through or seen what I've seen or studied what I've studied, their opinion is kind of shit to me. That's like and my, my middle school choir teacher, she, huh? my middle school choir teacher. She like, she was not a fan of Beyonce. And then another teacher that also sang, like she was in opera, like for real. She was like, the people that you guys like that are artists, they cannot sing. And I can't even enjoy a regular concert because people will sit there and they'll say, oh, that was such great singing. But in my mind, I'm literally theatrically and technically trained. So it just does not sound good to me. And I'm not impressed by it. So like, while we're all just enjoying like Nirvana slow jamming, she's like, this is just like, it's just not right. So it's not good to me. And like, I get that. It's just, and this, she, she knows it's a difference in opinion, but she's like the way I'm trained, like what singing was from beginning to end and how it's evolved to where it's at now, this is what it should sound like. And it doesn't hit any of these points. Mm-hmm. You're yeah, like, it's the same thing. Like your experience is like sometimes where you go like, well, fuck your opinion, dude, because you watch shit movies. Yeah. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like what kind of pen you like you, and I'm not saying like, you know, you have everybody has to watch artsy fartsy movies because some of those suck too you know and big hollywood movies sometimes they're good have you, you seen know? men recently me men i have no clue what that is you know there's a one was like um what are they what are they called like um the people that came out with hereditary that like little production group oh it's a blumhouse like film no not blumhouse it's a24 oh okay 
and they came out with a movie called Men, and it was like really artsy and like cool looking shots, but it was just like such an odd movie. You just couldn't really tell what was going on. You know what movie like messed me up that I feel like had good like cinematic points in it? Hmm. Midsummer. Yeah, Midsummer is one of those. So like, and I'm pretty sure Jordan Peele directed that. It is too much, a little bit. Oh, it's a, I do sell it's it a in the store, but I think maybe I didn't give it a, a good. But I did buy a bunch of copies because I know people like it. Maybe I'll go back and rewatch it. But I felt like it was going in a Wicker Man direction. Yeah. And I kind of like I'm like, oh, they're gonna fucking eat them or something, you know, or like they're, they're being tricked. This ain't right. And I kind of figured that out, and I think that's why I lost interest. Even that. worse. Uh, even worse See, happens than that. That's that's <laughs> the thing. I thought I thought the same exact thing. I was like, it like they're just gonna like sit here and just like kill these people. But they, they definitely did it in slow, a creative they, way. They they slow burn it. They didn't kill everybody either. Yeah. But so, it takes a while for the slow burn to even start there, right? That's yeah. The, yeah. That's yeah. It well, does. They, they give yeah, you there's a lot of build in that movie. There's it, so much tension. Yeah, I see movies. I I feel like if they don't have me in fifteen minutes, I'm kind of done. I agree with and that with TV I, shows. If I'm, I'm not, it being nice, and I give it thirty, and it ain't got me, I'm like, eh. Like I don't like Ghostbusters. People always you know, <laughs> some of my customers understand some. They, like literally, my son was like three back in the day. He's eighteen now, my oldest, and uh, he was like three, and I was like, well, maybe he'll like Ghostbusters. He's watching. He like turns. He's like, what the fuck is good? You know what I mean? Like wins. Is, is anything gonna happen? And we're like. An, 45 minutes in. I'm not gonna lie, I'm not a big Bill Murray fan, so I don't blame I, you. I actually like him, that's not the problem, it's just the movie, like the beginning of it, it's just Love so Bill boring Murray. to me, that I don't, like Jaws, I don't nah, I don't get that either, and people give me shit for that. Yeah, Jaws like, is lame. I mean, it's, it's just kind of like, eh. Damn, okay. man, that's crazy, because I was gonna tell you, we're gonna need a bigger store. Because I mean, like, I'm like, I'm alright with Jaws, but I just don't get behind the whole entire shark attack shit. Randall from Clerks, because he says that. <laughs> Speaking Randall of Randall from Clerks, there was a yeah. time in my life when I was young where we just lived off VHS tapes because we didn't have like cable or anything for like a time. Mm-hmm. And my favorite movie in the world was it was Clerks, and I had on VHS Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, and that was just me and Jordan's oh, story arc in high school it was just Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, um, I met I was when they had like I I, I went up catching Clerks when I was younger before it was popular i mean i'm not trying to sound like a hipster but um my grandparents had cable and they got like a lot of weird channels like and i would watch like weird artsy fartsy like independent like hip-hop movies from france and shit (laughs) yeah i caught clerks right when they're talking about star wars and i was like damn man this dialogue's fucking sounds like me and my you know friends or whatever you know yeah Uh, authentically nerding out back in the day when it wasn't like a hip thing to nerd out you know um, people and, were and, and I went and watched it I was like this fucking movie rocks and so I became a fan early on and then when they had the forum they were like Kevin Smith was like one of the first people to be a celebrity and interact with his fans shout out his fans shout out to Kevin Smith we love Kevin Smith we do love Kevin Smith have you watched the commercial my the first video commercial where I'm talking to him I seen something with Kevin Smith on there and I was watching I didn't understand what it was but I thought it was really cool it's well there's basically in the commercial it's him on stage and i say i have a video store called retro station baltimore and then he goes where is it and i said it's in baltimore <laughs> and he's like oh yeah okay that makes sense and then he asked me uh if if like if he leaves right now and the whole audience leaves can we go to the store he, it's in the commercial he's asking me can we go can you open it up right now and then all the people go crazy and then i had to be like I'm at a flea market. It's, you know, by the time we get there, it's 12. 
I can't open it, but I'm open tomorrow at 7 a.m. And it fucking sucked because the whole audience was like, Let's go. No, I'm kidding. Like, Let's go. Yeah. But Honestly, I would have called the owner of the flea market. Kevin Smith huh? wants to come to the store now. Yeah, you should have Kevin Smith call up the owner and be like, yo, open that bitch well, up. Yeah, come on, well, Ock. The, the owner <laughs> told me if anything like that ever happens, like, just fucking call him because he would have totally, like, opened the flea market just to get in my store. Um, but what I, I guess my point was when he had he had a forum back in the 90s, um, which is like, you know, and all the people from his movies were in the forum and they were, like, in red. So they were, like, the moderators. And even the... Uh, hmm. Q from uh, Impractical Jokers was one of the people that <laughs> was a moderator they, way before he was famous. And I guess my point was I became a fan early on, so I got to meet Kevin Smith in 2002, and I got to smoke a couple cigarettes with him. It was wild. And then What um, kind of cigarettes, if you don't mind us asking? I, I think I smoked Newports at the time. I don't know Dang. what he Newports, dummy. That's so Baltimore. Yeah, it is Baltimore, yeah. but I was hoping it was a red. Marlboro Red is like, no, the, I, is like I, top I tier Baltimore. But I went outside to smoke a cigarette, and I, and he comes out, and I'm like, holy shit. And then we're just, like, talking. I got all kinds of pictures of it and stuff. He seems then, like the uh, chillest celebrity of all time. He does seem very down-to-earth. He, he was, but then he's, like, a little high-strung sometimes. But I think he just had kind of, like, a mental breakdown. But I've my point is I've met Jay um, before, and I got a recent video because my son, my oldest son, he's been playing video games with Jay for about eight years now or so. So That's they play tough. Fortnite together, That's and tough. he got yeah he got Jay to say what's up to me. I posted that that was like a couple months ago. He woke me up at like two a.m. and he's like, "I got Jay to say what's up to you." But my point is, the guy that Randall's based on, his name's Brian Johnson. He was on Comic Book Man. He was on like I think he did an episode of uh, Impractical Jokers where he's like in a short shirt when trying to make him laugh because he's French. But anyway, he's who Randall's based on. So like in real mm. life, he's like Randall. He's just mad sweeter. And I hung out with him like three or four times. And so I know all of them like pretty well. Oh, um, I've run into circles with him for years since like the early 2000s. So that's kind of my point. So there is a connection there. Nice. Awesome, dude. Yeah. And Kevin yeah. Smith is the man. We, we, and, we always yeah. love him. And that's like such a, like literally I, I think it in my head all the time. I just have the, it's, it's burned into my memory. Like I said, I watched the VHS all the time. It's when they were standing out front of the store and those little kids mm-hmm. came up to him trying to buy off of me. He's like, man, little man, little man, put that shit in my hand. Mm-hmm. If you don't put it in my hand, you'll owe me, owe me, owe. Me and my sister yeah. saying that with each other all the time. Like, it's just, I fucking love those Burn guys. into the memory. <laughs> oh, it was great because when my son was three, he memorized that whole thing. <laughs> we go to meet Jay. And I'm like, Lennon, you have to like do that for him. He's gonna do the go thing, crazy. Man. Do the you, thing, do the roar, and you're doing that, you know? Because he could talk really well at like one. So um, Some kids like one and a half, he was like talking crazy. It was crazy. So anyway, we go to meet Jay, and he freaks out. Lennon, my son, freaks out so bad he doesn't want to do it. He's like embarrassed. Jay, I guess seeing him in real life, he had never seen a celebrity in real life. So I... it was like in his brain, he was kind of like, you know. What is, the so hell? He's high, I got, yeah, I got a picture of my son hiding behind my leg, and Jay's like literally right next to me, like pointing at him. It's pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they seem like the guy from. Okay. Go, I was just gonna say they seem like very like down to earth, relatable people that um don't really like hold themselves on that high horse. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They were always accessible. That and that's what celebrities do now. You know, they're very accessible. 
Um, but he was doing that way before, had that connection with the fans, way before it was a thing. And it's crazy on Instagram. I keep a folder. It's the dumbest folder, but it's called Celebrity Likes. And it's just all these interactions I've had with celebrities since I've had a store. And it's just so many. And there's a bunch with Ice T, and that's my favorite. Every time Ice T <laughs> says Yo. something or hits like on my stuff, I just, my fiance is like, you're fanboying out for him again. But I'm like, I'm just like, it's Ice T. Like, how is Ice T just scrolling through Instagram and, and he, he sees, sees you. my post and then he hits a like on it? Like, I just can't picture it. You know, the. Else I can kind of picture, but him, I just can't. The Ice T clip where on SVU where the dude's like oh, I I sleep gay. with yeah I sleep with women and have yeah. sex with men. And he's like that means he gay. <laughs> yeah, that means he gay. Yo, Ice T is funny. Classic. He, he just comes out with yeah, the obvious think, statement that nobody wants to say. <laughs> Wildly great actor. We have um a couple okay. we have a couple questions. I don't mean to switch the conversation, but um mm-hmm. I, I wanted to do a little thing. Uh, we're running on 30 minutes here. I wanted to do uh, a few cult classics, see if you know them. You probably know all of these. I'm hoping that you do. And I have a special one at the bottom, and I want you to name one positive, one negative, and give me a, like a 1 to 10 rating. About the movie? One yep. positive, one negative, and then a oh. rating? Yes, sir. Okay. All right, first up, we got uh, Fargo. 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 I've never seen it. What? And Steve Buscemi's one of my favorite actors, and I've never seen it. Oh my god, you gotta put that like one. Every on. time, every time it comes in, I, I'm almost taking it home. But I just feel like it's gonna be boring. I don't know why. I've always felt like that. Margie. Steve Buscemi to me is what Pete Davidson will become if he did drugs and got clean again. Hmm. Yeah, I can see it. Except Steve Buscemi's got a little bit more, like uh, his eyes protrude more than sink. Yeah, he's <clears throat> he's got a little bit more sum to him. Don't know what that's something is. One of my favorite movies, and he's the main character in that for the most part. Oh, have you ever seen Ghost World? It's a really good movie. I've never seen Ghost World. I was about to say though, I do remember him from. I think it was like was it Airheads or something? Or is the movie? Yeah, that's a great movie. That is a banger. That DVD is like just for me to buy it for the store. I'd have to pay twenty five dollars to get it. So I'd have to sell it for like forty to even make anything to buy it. Yeah. Some guy came in today real quick. Say, this is kind of funny, just to give you an idea how it is. Some guy came in the store, and he, he was looking at stuff with his girlfriend. And he's like, man, I follow you on Instagram. There's a lot of people come in and go, like, I follow you on Instagram. And they act like, you know, they know they're part of something, like, you know, because I include everybody. Right. Um, and, and he's like, me and my girl came away from blah, blah, blah. We follow you on Instagram, blah, blah, blah. And I pissed him off, I guess, because I laughed in his face a little bit. And I didn't mean to. It was inadvertent. But he... <laughs> He was talking about movies, and he was picking up a couple of Blu-rays, and he wound up putting them all back after I offended him, but it was unintentional. Um, he was shitting on the movie Christine, the John Carpenter, Stephen King movie, which uh-huh. they're two of my favorite people, period. Mm-hmm. Um, and I met John Carpenter, <laughs> he's great. But um, he was shitting on Christine, and I go, I couldn't help it. I go, what's like, what's the matter with Christine? Like, how can you hate that movie? And she goes, don't get him started, don't get him started. I'm like, no, I really need to know, because to me, it's a perfect 10 and I get it might not be everybody's cup of tea, but how can you say that's a bad movie? The cinematography, it's a tight story. I mean, the great acting. I mean, like, what What do you think? He goes, oh, well, there was always, there's always guys in my work, and they're born in the 70s, and they say it's the greatest horror movie of all the time. I think it's a thriller. It's not even a horror movie. Like, all this shit. I'm like, okay. But 
I said, you know, and, and this is where that ontology thing, like, really, come on, man, like, or, or like, you know, opinion, there's no opinion when, when it came to this. And some of my customers, like, totally agreed, and, like, I get why you laughed in the space. And I, I was sitting down, so I'm, like, literally laughing in the space. Well, it's not personal either. Yeah, I'm going to say, you asked them a question, and I get it, like, you laugh, well, but. Well, I asked them, this is the question that made me laugh, I go, I started thinking, I go, well, what's your favorite horror movie? Like, what's your number one? And they both at the same time said, scream. And oh hell no! Bursted out laughing, like I don't know. It would be like somebody shitting on Michael Jordan, and then being like Kendrick I, Nunn. I know, trying to think, huh? Kendrick Nunn. Just anybody. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. You got it. Yeah, you know Steph Curry's dad. Yeah, it would be like somebody that's okay, but like, <laughs> come on, man, are you fucking joking me? And I just started laughing. And then they slowly put everything back and just kind of like back their way out, being nice. And I was like, oh. And then my like my other customers that are good, they're just like, man, you're just like uninhibited. Like you just are you. No, well, the, that, I think that's what draws people into your store as well is the exactly. fact that you're uniquely yourself. And mm-hmm. honestly, it was it's probably funny to think anyway because his girlfriend was probably like, no, honey, make just buy your movies. He's like, no, you just embarrassed me. Yeah. <laughs> like, babe, yeah, it's, it was, it's it four dollars. Like and I just I, I, <laughs> yeah. I couldn't help. I mean, just dude, I, I'm sorry. It's just like, are you serious, man? <laughs> cool. Some guy kicked up uh, Space Jam one time and goes, "What a fucking shitty movie, Michael Jordan, blah blah blah." And I was like, "Why? How can you hate Space Jam? Like, what's wrong with Space Jam?" I was like, "He plays himself. It's not that bad. That's not easy to do." Howard Stern killed it when he did it, but it's not easy to play yourself, dude. I was like, "He he did fine for being Michael Jordan." And then he goes, "Oh, I've never seen it." <laughs> First of all, like, why why do people feel like the ne- the necessity to pick up a movie they don't like or have never seen and be like, this shit is ass, man? The same you way people comment it, when people sit on Twitter saying some, the same thing. You know how people like uh, almost talk loud these days and like they want you to hear their conversation, yes. like they're interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Can't stand there's, people like that. I'm a published author on this guy, Alistair Crowley, and it kind of turns some people off of me for life. Um, because he's known as like the wickedest man in the world and all this other shit. But I'm like one of the top authors on him. Um, and they say he's like the head of the Illuminati and kill children. Just all Holy this shit. crazy bullshit that's not true. But he's, you know, he had this thing where he thought like, you know, a lot of people were just the, like the masses were just um, pretty much idiots and moved by like, you know, boyish things like, you know, and, and war and things like that just don't even cross their mind that like, you know, crazy atrocities are going on. And then Anton LaVey, who's like the founder of the Church of Satan, he said he was more like Anne Randy-ish in a way. And, and he just kind of said, like, I hate to watch ordinary people put on for like un- other uninteresting people. Like if you've ever heard people like having like a, a, a pissing contest, but they're both pretty much fucking boring. Or they both got Cole erectile dysfunction. Says, like, you know, there's that whole thing <laughs> yeah. where people are like, you know, they, they just, they're boring. A lot of people are just boring. They're, they'll never contribute anything, uh, like one original thought. I know what you mean. There are some people that, like, literally, they get up in the morning, they're like, work. And then they go to work, and then they go, like, home. It's and like then <laughs> when you date a girl in high school, and she sees a picture on Instagram that somebody else took, so she's like, oh, we got to do it exactly that way. And you're like, why? 
<laughs> one girl, and I can't stop following her. And my one customer, Callie, um, I I started getting her hooked on her. You know, in the sense of like, you gotta see what I'm saying. Yeah. I actually made one video where I'm making fun of her the whole time, and I put it on my store page because I couldn't help. But she's, I guess, hot to people. She's got a nice butt or whatever, and she's athletic and she goes work. But from the time she gets up every day, she posts her making her bed, stretching in front of the mirror, reading a book. Uh, eating some breakfast. How many chapters do you hold up? Quick question: How many chapters do you think she got into the book? I don't know, but I, I'm just picturing this girl that's quote-unquote hot getting up in the morning and, like, putting her camera over to the side to film her making her bed. Oh, like, know, setting and, that and shit up before she does it? it at night, and they call, like, guys forever alone, and I'm, like, thinking, this chick has got to have, like, the worst life. I mean, she's got beautiful stuff, like her house and everything, because she probably gets fan money, but it doesn't look like she works or anything, and, and she's just a mundane, you know, just a... You know, women cry about the like, or, like men sexualizing them and stuff. And like they, they, the modern woman, I mean, like so many percentage, or even old ladies and shit on Instagram be popping up and like, mom, grandma, somebody get your fucking grandma, dude. Yeah, like, got her chest out, the bosom, them, and then they go, don't sexualize us, and you're like, you already do that. Well, I, I think of that too. A lot of people, I mean, like. You have to think about the Thanksgiving dinners that these people are having. You the know issue I mean? is, is the real OGs that were representing the people that were like, please stop sexualizing us, got like swat, like got like hit with a wave of like people that were like, yeah, me too. Well, well I'm not talking me too movement, bad choice of words, but no, they're talking about like, yeah, also me while doing the things that got like, gets like well, bad attention. Like Some people just there's like bad that. attention or attention, no matter what it is. Well, Yes, yeah, so I'm saying there's that modern thing that's like almost like they're trying to get a checklist of like who's the most oppressed. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, whoa. It's it's the you fake it's I mean? the fake whoa. wokeism. Like what woke yeah. used to be was that people understood there was things going on and they worked together to try to combat those things. But now it seems woke to be mm-hmm. is that like, oh yeah, I see what you're doing. I'm just gonna hop on your train, profit off of it, and then jump off as soon as it doesn't seem cool anymore. Yeah, I offended a guy today, and I think he, I, he wasn't spending any money, and I know why he didn't spend any money, and I'm sorry if I offend anybody, but um, he 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 was talking about Trump getting the indictments and all this shit, and I just said, I, most people, when they when they start talking politics, I'm, I don't care if you talk politics in my store at all. Right. I don't care what you want to talk about. Um, that's fine, because I've worked at stores where they're like, don't talk about this, don't talk about that. Like, fuck that. I own my own store. I'm not firing myself. Um, you know, like, like get the fuck out you know yeah and but uh he i was like look man I, I tell most people like i'm so far right that donald trump's a liberal to me so don't like if you want to get in politics conversation that's where it's gonna go <laughs> so this guy he was talking about trump getting indicted and all and i was like oh shit he took like shit home that he wasn't supposed to take home that's crazy so i guess he thought i was agreeing with him i was like a trump hater which i i don't like him but i'm just saying and i just told him i said look man as far as politics you can say and we lost them. The devil try and get them. All right, yep. So last thing we heard is that you guys started talking. He thought he would agree with him. Um, he thought he well, he thought he would agree with you, and then you told him um, when it comes to politics, and then that's the last thing we heard. Yeah, I was just saying when it comes to politics, I'm so far right that Donald Trump looks like a leftist to me. So if you want to like talk politics, that's where it's going to go. And uh, I said the only guy I've ever you know really uh, pushed was Ron Paul. That's that's more my political kind of mind frame, I guess, mindset or whatever. And then he, uh, he said, well, the only guy I like is Bernie Sanders. And then he got like really weird and like left. 
after he had talked a bunch about some pretty cool stuff. Seemed like we were, we were talking about JFK's assassination and stuff like that. But I just, like, I turned to my other classroom and I was like, man, I don't know how you could be, like, a 60-year-old man and still be a socialist. You know what I mean? Like, that just blows my mind. I know what you mean. There's some people, though, that you'll never be able to understand. Yeah, because everybody... They Far out there. Different different walks, different talks, you know, and then... Yeah, but some things are just like, whoa, man. You know, how can somebody, like, talk all this stuff and then, like, they say, like, this one thing and just kind of like, whoa, my God. <laughs> From my point of view, you know what I mean? Um, like, he was totally, like, seemed like he was totally, like, in the middle, you know, whatever. And then, I, like, the whole conversation we had, you would never think he was, like, a Bernie Sanders supporter, if that makes sense. Like my, one, my one customer is a Bernie Sanders supporter. My fiance is, but you can tell they are. Like their whole thing goes along the line. This guy was like totally like, oh, like yeah, like he in was the like, middle, and then he hit me with that, and I was like, oh my god, how can you be a socialist? He's like, yeah, <laughs> like, I'm a Marine. I, I served 12 years as a Navy SEAL. You're like, oh, so you're this type, and he's like, nah, I straight fuck with George Bush. <laughs> like. <laughs> Oh my god, I was dying because I was watching. He I said met pump Jesse. Yeah, pumping. <laughs> pump uh, yeah, I met Jesse Ventura, and he was a Navy SEAL. Okay. And yeah. uh, I, I told him this was like ten more years ago. I gave him two ideas for two episodes of his conspiracy theory show, and they were both the ones that got called off. Long story short, they never aired them again. But uh, I go, man, you're one of my only living heroes. And like, as soon as I said that, he goes, "Well, I'm glad I'm not one of your dead ones." And I was just like, damn, that's pretty fucking funny. Like, that was pretty quick. That sounds like but something he would say. Some quippy. Yeah, but there's some that guy on that dudesy. Uh, I don't know if you guys watched that with uh, Will Sasso. What show? And he, Will Sasso. He's like a comedian that was on like Mad TV. Okay. And he's like in some movies and shit. You'd recognize him probably. But he's got that podcast called Dudesy. And he does the killerest Jesse Ventura. And he just, I watch like clips where he's doing it for like 30 minutes. Great impersonation. Huh? Great impersonation, he said. It's insanely funny. If you've ever heard Jesse Ventura talk. No, absolutely. I could just just watch it forever. I only watch like that. I watch uh, Shane Gillis as much as I Oh my God, yeah, Shane Gillis. He's funny. Jordan is a huge Shane Gillis fan. I like Shane Gillis too, but do you you listen to his podcast? Yes. I I list everyone that pops up, I listen to. Yeah. That other guy's fucking hilarious too. Oh, Matt McCusker. Yeah, they fucking just trip me out. Like, I think they're, like, the funniest thing. Uh, and then I like Joey B. T- Tunes a lot. That's one of the only ones I watch. And he just kind of, like, he calls himself a, a idiocracy documentor or something. Like, he just documents the idiocracy that goes on. Oh, That's really okay. the only things I want to watch. Commentator on Daily Life. Pull it, like, public commentator, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I wanted like, to get to the, some more of the other movies that we had. Uh, yeah, uh, we I'm had... Right. Uh, Clockwork Orange. Clockwork Orange. Mm-hmm. So uh, the question was, he said, yeah. one good thing, one bad thing, yeah. and then ten out of ten rating. The good thing about that is, it's actually, in my opinion, I had a conversation with a customer about it. Is it's it's showing you that these guys like drink milk and they do all these pure things. They're almost like straight edge people, but they still have this sickness about them that make them want to do the things they do. This is what I think the point of the movie is. And then they show that they're basically indoctrinating him by having his eyes open and watch that stuff. So he physically gets sick. It's like a, the cat with the, the stuff you put on or like the bitter you put on your nails. It's not really that you're breaking the habit. It's that you get physically sick from doing that. But you haven't changed at all. It's just you have some kind of punishment. 
but it's weird because I've met so many people that idolize that movie. This is the bad thing that idolize that movie for all the wrong reasons. Like they think it's about the violence, and I think it's the complete opposite. It's about the pureness like, in the person. You cannot rehabilitate. Yeah. Yeah. And as a one of the ten, I'd say for what it is, it's a ten. But do I want to watch it again? No. It is a violent movie. I was. I, I had a. I turn it off like a three quarters of the way through. Well, if you haven't finished it, I don't want to spoil it for anybody. But I mean, the whole thing's got like an M Night Shyamalan twist to oh, it. Shit. I guess I have to go back uh, and watch it. Yeah, there's a there's a twist to it at the end. Okay. That, that you're like, oh shit. That's how I feel about Midsummer. Yeah, (laughs) Midsummer does have like a. It has a very like sick twist at the end, and you're like, it keeps like that's what it it does. It just keeps turning, and it gets worse. That's how I feel about Midsummer. And I'm like, I'm not a fan of slashers or like seeing like a lot of. I mean, like I like horror. Don't get me wrong. I like more of the psychological horror. But like slashers and stuff, thrillers. I'm like, okay, it's the same thing. They're chasing kids through the woods, killing them. Like, okay, it's redundant to me. That's all. But. For this, like, you can appreciate kind of some of the extra intricate steps they took to make it not just that. Yeah, I bought three Blu-ray copies of it and put it in there. I mean, I know people like it. Maybe I'll just take one home and watch it since you and see what I think. But like I said, I, I was like halfway through and I was like, man, they need to like do something with this. And it's just because my time. I have a one-year-old daughter. I have a fiance. I have a mother I take care of, kind of. Absolutely. And then I have a 16 year old and 18 year old then I got my business so movies like if I throw them on I'm probably worse than I used to be because I'm like dude I can throw this other movie that I know has got a good plot on or I can watch that one I love watching right so you definitely prioritize what you're like spending your time with yeah I'm gonna die I'm probably I gotta, if I got 20 years left I'm lucky my, my dad and my grandfather just died in their 60s I quit smoking recently but I'm just saying like congrats Shout out. I, every minute Absolutely. when you get older when you're like I'm about to hit 45 when you get older you just like every minute you kind of just want to like I talk with know. my uncle a lot and he's he's literally turning 45 too and he uh-huh. says a lot of the same things to me he's like no you just your perspective changes as you get older he's like you're constantly yeah. learning you never stop learning you're always going to be having yeah. conversations um a little bit like what I can appreciate about appreciate about what you even said about your customers um you you let them have their opinions, but you're just open. You talk with them, and you know they take it or they leave it or they keep moving. So it's kind of that same thing. So I guess the, the last movie too here. What is it? What do we got, Jordan? We have a few more movies. We have uh, okay. Escape from New York. Escape from New York. One of my favorite movies of all time. Period. Well, can we get a one bad thing? One one it's, positive. It, well, the, uh, oh my god, it's a good, the whole movie is fucking amazing. There's so many great things. My favorite thing about it was though. My father, who passed away, he loved Adrienne Barbeau because her boobs. And like, <laughs> there's like almost every movie she's in, she has her cleavage out. And I got, I met her. There's a picture of me and her she in was my tight store. Cast. And I met her, and I told her, I was yeah. like, man, I was like, my dad never always watched movies with me, but if you were on the television and I was watching either Tales from the Dark Side and your part was on, or Escape from Me, my dad would sit down. And the only reason he was sitting down was for you. <laughs> so thank you for the time I got to spend with my dad. <laughs> Shout out. That's, that holds, but that just holds it. I, John Carpenter, I met him. He, uh, he, he uh, helped... Uh, I guess uh, advertise my book that I'm published in. Uh, it's like available on Amazon and stuff. But he helped, uh, you know, like he held it up and he wound up taking a copy and reading it. So I love John Carpenter. I love him so much. I mean, John Carpenter, Stephen King, George Romero, John Hughes, and Kevin Smith probably like my top five. My boy Pliskin. Yeah, and I guess the bad thing about it, 
Jesus Christ, man. I don't even know if I can find a bad Soul thing about searching. it. I guess like campy or like, but it's just so stylistic in its approach. One, maybe that's the bad thing about it. Uh, so it's, <laughs> it's like one of those movies where like a sequel like just shouldn't have been made. It kind of just takes that away from the overall. Well, that's from yeah. Escape from L.A., right? Yeah, that's what he said. Uh-huh. Escape from L.A.? Yeah. Gotcha. He, somebody asked him about it. There's a clip out there. Somebody asked him about an audience. And John Carpenter, as chill as he is, he was like, you know what? Fuck you. And he just did <laughs> like, like that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it was like the first couple times I see it, it's funny. But, dude, when he, he plays basketball death, like to the death, did you ever see it? I have not. No, I have There's not. like one point where he's like surfing. And it looks like a 60s movie almost where they're like surfing in front of like a green screen. <laughs> like it's a, yep. it's, you're just like, what the? I don't, and all these famous people were in it and stuff, but you're just like, what? How I felt when it's I saw like, Sharknado as a kid. Oh my gosh. What the fuck yeah, is going it's, on? <laughs> it's on par, but Sharknado is like perf- purposeful. And I don't know what he was going for. I just don't even, I, I, I want to watch it again just to be like, just to take critique it all it. in. Okay, yeah, so just to take it all in, but what about yeah, uh, I, Blair Witch Project? Hmm. Hate it. Just absolutely hated it. I still hate it to this day. I think it's an overrated piece of crap. I I used to get drunk and go to the movies when I was younger. I don't know why. That's the um, move. Yeah, that is a yeah, kind of a, that is kind of a I, vibe. Yeah, I got drunk and I went to that when it came out. And I was so drunk that I didn't like it. I didn't like it. <laughs> but at the end, like, there's like he, if I remember correctly, like the, the guy or the girl's like standing in the corner looking. And I swear to God, I was so drunk that I thought it was like a scene where they stop and he's taking a piss in the corner. And I'm like, <laughs> what's going to happen? And that's like the ending. And I was like, dude, well, what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> he's just yeah. contemplating. He's like, bro, like, it was that long of a piss they had to stop the movie. Yeah, I just—he's not pissing. It's like something to do with like Bro's he's got a hold. something I don't remember, but he's not pissing at all. And there's one other person I met that said they thought the same thing and they weren't drunk. They were like, "Why is he pissing?" And then they were like, "What?" But I guess the only good thing about it is it's made in Maryland. There's the good thing. Yeah, absolutely. Shout out to it being made in Maryland. There's not a lot of stuff that is made in Maryland outside Shout of out to yeah, there is. them scaring the shit out of people into like not going into Appalachian Trail now. That movie was made for those people. Yeah, so wait, that wait. way they were like, stay out of our woods. <laughs> we got it's witches. Weird. Yeah, I, I hang out. I, I haven't done it in a while because it's just I've been so busy. But I, I for all my life, I go to graveyards a lot. People are like, what are you doing? Like, And I was just like, man, I just fuck out. I love graveyard because there's no people. But I like trails and creeks and like double rock parks and stuff like that. Absolutely. But, but like you're saying, there's so many, sometimes there's people and like you'll be listening to like the sound of the, the, the stream or something. And then all these people will come and start being annoying. And you're just like, I can imagine the same one like an Appalachian Trail or something. I was about that's to say why that. I go to graveyards because everybody's quiet when if they do come. The, I thought you said at first you were like it's annoying when you're at graveyards and people come in they're just loud and it's like I didn't I, I caught it, it but it just happen. took me a second I was like no, yeah it doesn't happen it never happened I don't think I've ever had that happen well there's like, definitely like, people you just like your solitude them. there's definitely oh, people yeah. they're just on the other side there's another side just watching waiting oh yeah I hope so I mean that's all we're gonna go <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> what are you guys doing? <laughs> See no, me, but don't chill. speak, please. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm, I'm into like the occult and, and things like that. So, like uh, when I was real heavy in the voodoo, I wound up uh, sleeping on a grave for like all of Halloween night. 
And my mom, like, called me. He's like, where are you at? And it was, like, 6 in the morning. It was raining. And I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm sleeping on the grave. She's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I was like, it's something I saw in a voodoo documentary. And I was like, I got to do it. Whenever somebody says... It, they, like, get drunk and they fucking eat glass. Oh, hell And, like, try to raise the spirits. Yeah, a lot of crazy. stuff, like... I'm like, like, I'm not taking it that far. I like the West Indies and, like, old African ancient traditions and stuff have developed into it, into that stuff. And um, connecting with spirits. And, like, the whole idea of zombies was actually slaves being trapped on the plantation forever. They were scared. If they killed themselves, they would be stuck as a zombie, cursed to work forever. And that's where the um, origin of zombies actually started. And it kind of just became an American cult classic later. If you look into, like, the original zombies, there's, like, kind of movies about it. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah, like 50s and 60s. I know they had zombie title movies. Right, and right. I, I know they're more like, uh, like almost like you bury somebody and put some kind of sedative that makes them almost dead. But then yeah. Like, I think that movie Ser- Serpent and the Rainbows about that. I gotta rewatch. Whatever it. I, I think, think that's of. What it's about. Have what? you ever experienced some like creepy shit because of it? Oh yeah, tons of stuff. There's this uh, thing in magic, like magic is spelled with a K. Um, it's like the so differentiated from. It's to differentiate it from sleight of hand magic, like David Copperfield shit or David Blaine. Okay, absolutely. Um, magic, magic is like occult shit, like you know, casting spells and like actual, like, that. like the way we think of magic, how it is, not Sawing like people illusions. Yes, 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 yes. And uh, th- th- there's a thing called a sigil. It's like an intention uh, thing, okay. uh, where you just like you would say, "I want this to happen" or whatever, and then you take out all the letters leave the vowels then you take the vowels and you like make them look into something witchy and then that thing nobody can figure out what it says or what it is but you have it it's a symbol just like the mcdonald's arches are a symbol or whatever and they invoke something when you look at them um all all Hmm. you know it's like confucius said like signs and symbols rule the world it's almost like people that like praying in tongues in a way it's like supposed to be like well, a personal language to like but it's almost no, like manifesting no it's an intention thing so uh i guess the easiest way is you want like a cause and effect to happen if you're you know practicing that kind of magic you know whether you're doing like white magic or black magic you're still trying to have something a reaction like a thing happen. <laughs> it, so hold up like, one is red line one's not one is red line one is not what does that mean i don't know <laughs> No, so like for me, <laughs> it was a racial joke. Uh, no, it was a he said it was a racial joke. One is red line and one is not. I didn't. I didn't. He said red line. White magic and black magic. Yeah. No. So like, oh, oh, oh. I guess what is the real? So for you, what is the real big difference? Because like, I'm not. For me, like, like I, black, I'm on the opposite magic, end. Black magic would be like doing something against somebody's will. Like, say, uh, there's like a black magic ritual you can do where, like, say you had a crush on this girl and she worked at Starbucks and she gave you, um, like one of those little toppers that go in the, um, in the in the top of the thing so it doesn't spill like those little things you know they put in the top of the starbucks coffee yeah so and then you were to take that like as a, like a fetish link that she had given it to you and you were to like light a black candle um and like hold it above it and try to make her jerk off the same time for her to want to come to you but it's disingenuous it's like bending a will when yeah. you're doing things like that you're trying to make her do something like, so that's the movies. only thing that separates the line basically is the fact that it's just against somebody's will but it's basically yeah. would be practiced the same exact way just it's no, about white, the intention white magic, you, white magic you would probably just pray almost like pray more just pray like power, power of prayer or something I mean but if you were to do something like you could like let's put it this way you people use voodoo dolls and they think of them in the sense 
of like you're you're putting you're stabbing them and you're hoping the person gets you know stabbed in a sense or has something wrong with you. But you could right. also take a voodoo doll and you no. could have this girl that you loved but you want to let her go and you could invoke her into the voodoo doll and then go to a stream and like just let it go down the stream. You know, like letting that whole just as a symbolic thing. Throw it like know? a I mean, paper look, airplane. The Catholic Church is like one of the most. You know, they're doing all kinds of, I mean, they're burning incense. Oh, yeah, it's very symbolic. Chanting, yeah. Ritualistic. All, all that stuff's like, it's like ceremonial magic, really, you know? I mean, any of this, even the mythos of Jesus Christ is, I call it the mythos. I know some people really believe, but mm. that whole mythos of him is, he's like a magician, man. I mean, turning water into wine, like, get out of here. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, for me, like, and I, like, I don't, I don't take any offense to that. I know everybody has like their own beliefs and everything. I mean, I do, I do believe in Jesus. Like, so like for me, like my, like mine, I think that like, I'm not Catholic or anything. I don't believe like denominations. I don't believe in rituals because I mean, well, I do, I do think that there is powers that can work for things, but I mean like the Catholic people burning incense. Do I think that makes like people heal? No. If I, if I believe in God, I believe it's God that's doing it. Do I know how he's doing it? Not exactly, but that's kind of part of the faith part and the miracle. The same way if you're looking for cause and effect. Like you said, you pray, something happens. People just try to take that shit into their own hands. You know what I mean? So, and I think that some of that with the ritualistic stuff is, I that's where I think they diverge. Some people just try to take that shit into their own hands, even for good reasons. You know what I mean? Well, like, it's interesting because, like, if you get into Jewish mysticism, which is like the Kabbalah and stuff, Absolutely. I mean, Jesus, Jesus wasn't a Christian, even if he was real or not. I mean, he's not a Christian. Christianity is based on Jesus. So mm -hmm. um, in that sense, he, he would be more of a capitalist. And in Ka Kabbalah, they got like a thing called the Tree of Life. And you've probably seen it before. It's got all these little sephras on it, which are like little circles that you can put. Supposedly, you're supposed to be able to put anything in this world into it as like a chart right like you could make anything into it and uh there's like this thing at the top there's like it, i try to explain it as layman as i can there's like this it's called the supernal triads at the top mm -hmm. um and it's like the three at the top and like the top top one's god the very bottom one on the whole picture is earth it's called malkuth um but the top one is god and what you're trying to do is you're trying to get up towards that heaven and that's like a lightning bolt equals seven 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 and all this shit but um, mm. what they explain is like a magician, like somebody that would be like the high magi. They would in the occult. That's what a lot of people are saying. Most occult absolutely like Daniel and stuff like that. do like Jesus is what I'm saying. They do like him and they do like a lot of that stuff, but they interpret it different. Like there's Gnostics. What if that's like more of a verbal thing? But what I'm saying yeah. is like up in them supernal trials, there's like this thing right there. It's called the abyss, which is um, it's supposed to be like Alice in the Looking Glass. So like if you're a high magi, you live up there with, like in heaven with God and them supernal triads. And there's like this dividing thing called the abyss. And mm -hmm. this abyss is supposed to be like the Alice the in the Looking Glass, you yeah. know, like Alice in the Looking Glass. So if somebody's always on the bottom and they're on Earth and you were to be above the supernal triad, um, or in the supernal tribe, you would yell to everybody down on earth, like, oh my God, dude, it's so beautiful up here. You, you wouldn't believe it up here with God. It's so white. And like, but it goes through this abyss area that comes all the way down to earth, the Malkuth or whatever. And it twists everything. So you're saying like, it's so white up here. It's so white up here. It's black. It's black. And that's what people hear down on the bottom because they're not up there with God. So this is like a, a, a mysticism, you know, thing 
uh, re- religious mysticism. Um, so you, what you would in, tell somebody like that was in the Christ, you would say, well, Jesus would be a magi. He'd be up in there and he'd be saying, you know, love, love one another, turn the cheek and all this. But what they would hear through that abyss is the opposite almost of what he's saying. So then they say, like, how long would it take? Did it take for like, you know, the crusades to happen? Yeah. I, you mean, know what I mean, and things like that, like Jesus preached all this, like, a lot of shit that most Christians don't do. Yeah, like Matthew absolutely. 7, 2, for Christ's sakes, no pun uh, intended. Um, Matthew 7, 2 is like, uh, if, if, for... The for, Beatitudes chart in chapter 6, yeah, that go through um, and talks about, like, turn the other cheek, do this, do that, do, the, well, do like Matthew the third. 7, 2 in particular says, by the same measures as you judge others, so shall you be judged. You know what I mean? Sure. And, like, you'll talk to, like, preachers and shit that own, like, churches, and you'll be like, well, I'm all Matthew 7, too, about that. And I'll be like, Matthew, what? And you're like, hey, how do you own a church and, like, not know that one? I mean, I can remember all Jesus' words and, and, and like, you know, in a regular King James in, like, a month, probably. Right, yeah, right, absolutely. When you first so brought you up— like, a Christian, you should be, like, following that. When you first brought up voodoo, all I could imagine was the scene in Harry Potter where they like reveal that Voldemort is like a miniature-sized Voldemort, and they dump him in the cauldron. <laughs> Which one is that? Like one of the first ones? That's Goblet of Fire. Yeah, that's the so fourth like one. Second or third? Yeah, like Peter Pettigrew comes out the cut, and he has like Vol- little baby Voldemort wrapped in a blanket. He just tosses him in a piping hot cauldron. <laughs> Is that how his nose gets burnt off? No, that's how he becomes, like, full-grown. Yeah, like, they hit him, like, you know those little, like, pills that we used to put into, like, a two-liter, and it would turn into, like, a dinosaur by the end of the night because of the water? Yeah, 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 yeah. They hit him with one of them, like a growth serum. Oh, shit. I didn't Mm. know that. They cooked his ass up. But I can't even remember him. It's been so long. Yeah. I vaguely remember. You're a a wizard, Harry. (laughs) No, but, yeah, like, I I get exactly what you're saying, and I think that people kind of, um... They all have they all have their own thing, you know what I mean? And like, people people are easily hypocrites or not even hypocrites. I think that you yeah. know, there's there's, well, there's so many that. things too. Just in general, like you it, guys like memes though, right? Absolutely. So, Do you, you ever see that meme and it's like a chick and she's talking about how Buddhist she is, and then somebody put all the Buddhist quotes about women, which like there's so many that like a woman would be like, what? Like it's like tell her to shut up. She's not as you know, not number one. You know, it's like all this shit. It's you know in their just books. flaming them. Oh yeah, yeah, and it's just like when your daughter thinks she's not going to get her an arranged marriage. Uh-huh. <laughs> what? When your daughter thinks she's not going to get an arranged marriage. That would be Muslim, I guess. Right? I guess I don't know. I'm just coming up with some like third world country shit. Oh, there's a lot of third world country shit. Man, the Muslims, the way they treat their women is crazy. There's that one, I always, I'm always on 4chan. I've been on there since the like, inception of it. <laughs> one guy was from, the one guy was from Baltimore. It was like 2003-ish or something. Like, I was pretty famous on E-Bombs World as well. Yeah, it's um, me, the like, Unabomber. Street eating crabs. <laughs> eating crabs. <laughs> Nothing well, crazy. Nanny bears. That, that knowyourmeme.com or whatever. I'm on yeah. that. I'm on that. It's called Allison Walking in Sunshine, and uh, it was I had a, bought a Mac computer to make movies, like real movies. And my cousin's like, I said I had said something to him. I was like, dude, I can make a fucking popular meme. You know, it wouldn't take much. I got this Mac computer now. And he goes like, yeah, fuck you. You ain't making nothing. And I was like, dude, I will fucking make something within a month. And we all have those cousins, those family members, or just somebody are like, fuck uh, you, not doing this you. shit. Yeah. yeah. Test but the shit out of you. That's great motivation, though, because they're like, all right, motherfucker. Oh, so, anyway, they, I was watching that intervention show, and the chick, 
her name's Allison. She's uh, addicted to dust. Dust like off? Yeah. Dust off. Yeah. She was. Yeah. Uh, she lived in Essex off 702. I lived no, there for. She's from here. Yes. Yes. Uh, you didn't uh, know that. The Allison chick. The the chick that was addicted to dust off. Yeah. She's from Baltimore. She lived off it's 702. Only, yeah. That was on. I swear to you. I lied to you not. That's so no, funny. Uh, you had no idea. Yes. I had no idea. She lived right off of 702 in Essex. Oh, Straight off 702. The the black hair. Yes, that was huffing dust no off. My friend, we, like, because, I mean, it, it sucks that she was addicted to that shit, but, like, it was just so, like, hey. out of there that we were, like, we would act like we hussed dust off all the time. Because, like, my mom would be like, I, I gotta keep that shit right from here. here. 702. Like, I go walk to 702 and Straight off, Straight off Middlesex, dumbass. Literally. Like, they had her shit. right, they had her there at the, um, what's the fucking beach? They had her little gunpowder and stuff on the TV yeah. show and everything. What? I don't remember any of that. Yes. I was just watching it, and I'm like, what the fuck is somebody... And she, at the end of it, she goes, I feel like I'm walking on sunshine. And I was like, dude, I'm putting walking on sunshine to that. So my name used to be the Quantum Observer and my Stardust C. That's two of my names I've had forever. And uh, I wound up posting it. Thank God I posted it to E-Bombs World as well as YouTube at the same time. And I had my name on the end, like the Quantum Observer or whatever. And uh, it was just her saying, I'm walking on sunshine, like clips of her and everything I had made on my Mac. And it got like a million views or some shit on YouTube. And then they they copyright striked it and got rid of it that night after it was like, it was like 100,000 like or something like that views. It was a good many. Yeah, and then some other up. dude had stole it and he put it on and cut my name off the end, but it was mine. Oh, damn. But, but thank God I put it on E-Bombs World because... It was proven, basically. Um, it, yeah, Straight up, date. fuck that so, dude. If you go to know your meme, it'll say the Quantum Observer uploaded it to Ebon's world, and then they give the other guy kind of credit, I guess, but it, he wasn't it at all. And then my brother at that time was listening to Anthony and Opie, which is like the Howard Sternish kind of guys. Shout and, out. Uh, they mentioned it and mentioned the Quantum oh, and Observer, I. and I was like, whoa. That um, is hella cool because your alias got the shout out, too. It was, yeah, uh, but like I said, and I did an interview with some meme thing too. I don't know what, what it was. It was like we didn't catch your name at the beginning. What's your name? So like, so we could get it for the uh, the rest of everybody. Which? What, what do you mean? What name for what? Just your name. Oh, Christopher. Christopher oh, okay. Myers, yeah. Um, it was nice talking to you, Christopher. We have to wrap it up. We hit an hour. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's um, cool. we have to get you in studio sometime. It was great talking nah, to we you. Would and love we love to definitely have you back. We want to. Uh, if anybody, any of your listeners, want to come in the store and visit, just mention you guys, mention your partner, and uh, I'll give you something. Like I'll hook you up. Yeah, I was definitely about to say we're gonna um, definitely promote you. Where where can we find you at? Um, where you're at? Instagram. Instagram is my home base. That's where all my good customers are at. Retro um, Station Baltimore underscores. Yeah, it's, yeah, on retro underscore station underscore Baltimore. I like how Tom Arnold put it in the newest video I got, celebrity video. He's like, under thing. <laughs> under <laughs> thing, like, under thing. Yeah. And it's Tom Arnold all hyper and shit. This is great. Awesome. Well, it was great talking to you. Thank you, Chris. All right. No, thank you all so right, much. You take it easy. You yeah. too. Hey, take it easy, man. Hopefully you guys can make it in one day. No, absolutely. Oh, of course. Definitely soon. That would be awesome. All right. All thank right. you, guys. Are you open tomorrow? Yeah. So uh, 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. Might have to take a trip. Yeah, we might have to take a I'm trip. I'm also free. Well, I'm there. Alrighty. I'll be, I'll be sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sounds good. Thank you. All right, guys, take it easy. You too. Yeah, boss. All right, bye-bye. Bye. It was great talking to Christopher. He was, he's a cool dude. Very down to earth, you know what I mean? And you know what I do? Like I said, I told him himself I can appreciate, because even me sitting here, like, differing opinions, like, 
I love that people can just talk to you and we can either agree to disagree, hear each other, and then just like keep it moving. You know, what I, I just mean? like that he's authentic. That's exactly it. That's what I mean. And that's the thing about Baltimore that you will get a lot. It's very much authentic. Like those people down there, a lot of people will give a flack working there, living there for a time. I'm not going to sit there and be like, I'm really from the inner city, stupid. Like I've lived there in small stints. So like I've basically just gotten the chance to experience the culture. Enough. Exactly. Worked there for a long time. So like, yeah. Real quick, uh, I just wanted to go over one more topic. Um, I wanted to talk about Al Pacino before we uh, got off of here. That's Al Pacino really... said that he couldn't get that lady pregnant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he uh, that's what I was saying. Like, bro, you're, he's 82. I mean, he's he's not coming from a. So for uh, everybody else, because I did jump the gun. Jordan and I kind of share a brain, so we'll we just know what the fuck we're asking each other before we get there. Al Pacino, age 82. I thought he was 89. I have no idea how actual how old he actually is. I mean, is. he might be 82. Um, no, just keep running it. So, either way, Al Pacino 83. is 83 years old. Man in a paternity test. His said to that he, his girlfriend, Noor Alfala, um, she's pregnant. She is 29 years old. Um, yeah, and they're expecting. But... He says that he is not expecting. So he wants a paternity test. 29-year-old partner. Yeah, he's like, I don't have to break <laughs> up with you or anything. He's like, you don't even have to like... Because, you know, some people are like, they would demand you to not have a child um, on some other like senses. But he's not even saying that. He's saying, all right, when the baby's born, just give me a paternity test. He's be- he's betting on himself right 29 now. 29 years old, though. Imagine that. Like, you're like, this 29-year-old has to sleep with this 83-year-old dude. I was thinking that, too. But you what know, if he can't even... Everybody has weird things. I'm not saying I agree with it or I would, I would even approve it. I just mean, like, you know what I mean? What are you going to do about that, bro? He's 80... I was sitting there thinking the same thing. He's okay, 83 years old. What is he saying, though? He's saying... She's she was expecting his fourth child is said to have thought that he was unable to be a father due to a medical issue that typically causes infertility. But they took it. She took a test and proved that he is the father. (laughs) And Al Pacino said he was shocked when he found out he was going to be a dad. again. How do you get a paternity test before a baby is born? Dude, how strong is his? She's eight months old. He's he's 83. There's this one dude, I will say. I was going to Ocean City as a child, and upon going to Ocean City, Came there right was these you. two guys. Yeah, man. Power hose you down the street. Exactly. They actually hooked it up to the fire hose, and they said, you remember 1963? I said, no, I wasn't born yet. They're like, you're about to find out today. <laughs> um, but the guy was like, he legit said he was like 83 years old. He told us, because him and his friend were carrying a, a fat-ass cooler, and the one guy was dropping. He's like, I might be 83, but I got it. We looked at him. We saw him when we got down to the beach. This dude had six-pack abs was swimming and diving in the water like nothing was wrong this man was 83 years old just literally out there like a 25 year old shagging eating crabs yeah but i assume at 83 like everything is like for the majority of people everything is failing i mean for al pacino though bro this man's probably on anything that you can imagine that's keeping his fucking system running at an all-time high this article here is just so we can give credit real quick this is national (laughs) post um and yeah, so I, either way, the um, National Post is writing this. The author, the byline should be top left. Fuck the author. I don't care about the author. Yeah, but... It don't um, matter. Just say it's from the National Post. Either way, Bang Showbiz posted news. this. It was actually updated about a minute ago. Um, but, yeah, so Al Pacino demanded a paternity test. You know how, like, some of these, like, sites... I know, someone is really, like, outside... Uh, sorry for the viewers, but there's someone fans. outside with a fucking base... So, in a Honda, probably. Subwoofer. What are they driving, Lauren? What? What are they driving? 
don't know, but it's been happening for like over an hour. But I've been like, what the fuck? So I think it's a house. Like I'm not even gonna lie to you. It's a car. That's a car. I, yeah, it's 100 a car. I was just trying to speak louder to drown out the noise. Yeah, I was drowning it out too, but I don't even know if the viewer, viewers can hear it. Either or, this man is too old to be shooting off loads that strong, bro. Bro, and, and they did he always use like the worst picture. Like they had him like with like raccoon eyes with his sunglasses bro, off. They, you know, they probably dilated his teeth to make him look more yellow. They do that type <laughs> of shit. Yeah, they do. They so, do. They face touch the shit out of people. Yeah, I was about to say they edit the pictures. Either or, though, he's 83. Imagine, like, the kid's seven years old, and now you're, like, 90 on the other side. You I, know mean, what I mean, my boy is literally experiencing some biblical shit right here. He said, my boy is, like, Abraham and his wife, Sarah. Bro, I feel so bad. He said, I'm 90 years old. I'm about to have a what? That 29-year-old, though, we're all laughing at her, but when she hits 40, bro. And no, until her, she sees that will and she's not on it, she's like, no. That's what I'm saying. Her kid ready to be rich. Because, like, put it this way. Even that, he's the fourth kid. They got to split that shit four ways. Not only that. Not I only he that. Be a, oh, he couldn't be. He, he found he he's going to be a dad again. Yeah. Okay. Found he's going to be a dad again after he thought he wasn't. I'm trying to figure out how they got a paternity his test son is like, birth. His son or daughter is, like, 30 years old. And it's like, yeah, I have a one-year-old little brother. 30. They're, like, probably, like, 45. The man's 83. Yeah, I have he definitely a, had a kid, like, 27. I have a two-year-old brother. <laughs> Just like since it just nods. I'm older than my my fucking stepmom. His dad, Al Pacino, says it's not much, but it's honest work. So oh, hold up, real quick. If you're say if he has a daughter, I don't know if he has a daughter, but let's just say, imagine that he does. Like, how weird is that? That you're probably older than the the woman that he's dating. But the thing is, is that you get what I mean. Oh, or even like if you're that close, like that shit's gotta be like really like. So you're willing to stoop that low to someone my age? You know what I mean? That's what I'm oh, saying. Is like, that weird? No, the parents. I could easily see it. Okay, so it looks like the oldest child is 33 years old. She was born in 1989. Boom, she's 29. So she's older she's than her. She's 33. Yeah, she's older than her. And then his, he has two younger children that are 22 years old. I believe they're twins. They are born the same day. Dude, their kids are taken care of, though. So, he, oh yeah, gosh. he has two. He they has, all got houses. Probably. He's only ever had three kids before this, and it was one kid in 89. Then he had two. Then he had twin. He would have had a second kid, but he had twins. She's got a great ass. Dude, and your dad's like heat? one of the greatest actors of all time. I have not seen Heat. I haven't seen a lot of movies. Like That's what I mean. I'm a TV Here, guy. Here, we're going to pull it up real quick just for you. So Absolutely. Just keep, keep talking so, yeah, I'm about to say, just to think about it, like, I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine two things. I couldn't imagine being a teen parent, and I couldn't imagine being like a ninety-year-old parent. Um, my mom had me very young, so like, and I've like beaten her by seven years so far. So like, you know what I mean? I couldn't imagine have being like my senior year of high school. Like, all right, we're about to birth this child. But at least she got the. I th- no, she was seventeen. Did she get to graduate first? No, I don't think so. She didn't even get to graduate first. She had to go through a whole another year of school. She was a junior. So Fortnite ad, dude. And this is what's blocking us. Now, from, my stepdad, who like I met him and my mom split up, but him and my mom were married for a very long time, like over like about like close to ten years. Um, he was around for longer than they got married, but uh, longer they were married for. But he was twenty one when I met him. I was six years old. Man's only fourteen years older than me. I'm know, sitting here a- like he was like three years older than my mom. I'm sitting here thinking like, bro, like, could you imagine being twenty one years old and becoming a stepfather? I couldn't imagine that shit. That's what I'm saying, am, bro. I'm 21. You're I'm like, like, oh. Yeah, like now. Like you meet a chick with a kid that was six, though. Like not like a regular kid. Like a kid that could intelligibly have conversations with you and tell you fuck off if they chose. Right. <laughs> like, that'd be nuts. Yeah, 
So this is Al Pacino, and he he's a detective. He's coming in. Ray interrogate one of the other detectives. Like I see you got jurisdiction here. What are you pushing around here? Mm. So I guess. Yeah, he's catching him in a crime. Al Pacino's catching this other detective in a crime. Oh, another detective? Yeah, and he's interrogating him. He's giving him the rundown. This man and the detective was fucking transporting cigarettes. Who? 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 I remember that. You're fucking out? He's already coming with the line. <laughs> jag off. Yeah, Jagger. I'm pretty sure that was improvised. She's got a great ass. Dude, how much blow do you think he was under in this scene? All I want <laughs> is for the husband and his whole fucking crew. Yeah, jag off. <laughs> yeah, jag off. The guy next. Yeah, jag off. So that's not just no guy next to him. But nah, that honestly, that is literally, that's bar for bar. Bar for bar. He said, when I think of an ass, something just comes out of me. Well, he said a woman's ass. He actually clarified that. A woman's ass, yeah. Because he, like, he, he was waiting for the comeback. <laughs> He's, <and> no, <laughs> he did what clarify. If, what if he said a regular, well, she, He's got a great ass. No <laughs> homo. <laughs> just in, in this movie. What year did this movie come out? In 1998, I think. 98 okay so like that's 95 my bad 95 yeah so even worse bro motherfuckers would have been on that they would have been like look what this motherfucker just said they would have been clipping it taking the vhs rewinding it yeah just shaming that man yo al i heard you like cheeks he's like bro i'm not gay he's like he's got a great ass he's got a great when i think about a man's ass <laughs> what's what's the quote from Jersey Shore? It's Gorilla Central. It's Gorilla Central. <laughs> grenade? Grenade? No. The uh, girls when they go out, they call all the like the big like hot guys uh, gorillas. Yeah. <laughs> it's Gorilla Central. It's been so long since I, I was just watching Family Reunion the other day. Family reunion? Yes, I was watching a uh, Jersey Shore Family Reunion and the motherfuckers were uh Mike the situation just kept talking about how him and Angelina were arguing and he just reminded me so much of my sister how like my whole family when something's on their mind that's all they do is talk about like do you remember like, yo. Blowout, GTL is greater than FLA I found me an amazing gorilla juice head Jersey Shore season two. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Oh is that Michael Sarah with Paulie D? Yes. That's hilarious, bro. bro. Like, and there were so many Italian people that were mad at them that were sick. They don't represent our Italian family values. Like, there's a bunch of Italian Catholics out there, like just sitting there, like just angry. I'm from the Jersey Shore, bitch. We don't act like this. <laughs> like, we do not act like this. They do not represent us. I think that's the episode for today, though, y'all. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys uh, shout for out to Christopher. Yeah, Christopher. What's his thing? Um, uh, retro, retro underscore station, station underscore Baltimore. Baltimore.
underscore. Saying there, there's no third underscore. Shout out. Go see him. He's at North uh, North Point Flea Market uh, down in Dundalk. Go check him out. Literally right off 695. Right. Right there. Right past East Point Mall. You know that route? Not that far. Go check him out. Uh, and we will see you guys next week. Beep, 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 beep. Gorilla Central. Gorilla Central. It's the Signs of Wine podcast. I'm not drunk. Sure. With your host, Jordan Tucker. I'm tired of everyone calling me.